You remind me of face paint and songs from old women with quiet eyes and loud scars. I think I know you. I think I know you. I know I think you hate me because of how much you've had to love me failing. Who wants to be on the loser's team? I can't blame you for cursing me. I wasn't smart enough to know that when you said forget about what happened on the plantation, you meant go kill everybody who had anything to do with it quietly. Terror made me convince myself you really were okay with a regimen of regular rape and having your children price tagged and husband womanized as long as I was still around. But I'd rather die then keep living the lie that we're surviving when it's really a slow suicide. I moved in with you too many times, borrowed your car too many times, been in your purse too many dimes. You give the bills too many signs, let shame lie too many lines. There's no excuse for forgetting my place. You filled my shoes and kept us in the race. Now I need you to trust me with the baton and watch me run like the finish line is the sun. I've been dancing old rituals to your grandmother's songs. Been thinking about the thoughts that made me choose wrong. Been asking oracles why it's so hard for us to get a long way from this tragedy of our crash song. We have some conversations to heal through. We have some angers to scream through. We got a few successes to build to. We got a, a lot of new experiences to dream too. Because our children deserve wisdom and parents that hold hands like we co-pray on love insurance. I know it's a risk. But please, take a chance and life with me. Repeat Defender by Joshua Sarah. You're listening to Spoken Soul Sessions. You ready, my man? With poetic black. Ain't nothing holding me back but me and who's holding you but you but you. Check this out, man. Spoken Soul Sessions. Oh, my God. This is Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Bold stances and lewd advances got us here. You are listening to Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. We'll start from scratch, exploring new possibilities. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Spoken Soul Sessions. I'm your host, Poetic Black, and I'm happy to be here. Ladies and gentlemen, today is a great day. It's a beautiful day. 
And I want all of you to be inspired. Today, we have a very, very, very special guest in the studio today. Oh, I've been waiting to do this interview with this brother for a long time. His pen is so genuine. A great individual, great human being all together. Let me get his brother the proper introduction he deserves. I'm talking about none other than Joshua Sarah. Joshua Sarah is a father, an award-winning performance poet, author, playwright, event producer, host, lecturer, actor, educator, publisher, graphic designer, percussionist, and healer. It's a lot to say, so in his true unique style, Joshua created the term communications artist to describe the full scope of his work. He brings a memorable and lively interactivity to audiences born from genuinely connecting with participants. Community is the obvious intent every time he gets in front of a crowd or classroom. Joshua launched his exciting language arts career by creating and hosting a legendary open mic in West Palm Beach, Florida called Speak Easy that ran weekly for five years. With the collective that gathered there, he began. He became the founder of a traveling performance troupe, Soul Grills, that used poetry, dance, singing, rap, and musicians to create community sharing spaces. After touring the country promoting a spoken word CD, producing several other successful events, becoming Grand Slam champion multiple times in his region, and winning the first Best Poet of Palm Beach Award, Joshua moved to NYC. He was quickly recognized as a viable contributor and began hosting the most popular open mic series in Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nights. After being there only two months, he hosted that event for several years as well as others and became known throughout New York City as one of the best hosts in the city and by many accounts, the best. As an active artist in his community, he has produced and or hosted several critically acclaimed performance events including open mic venues, competitions, showcases, slams, and a variety of special events. His ultimate creativity and community love was expressed through the festival he created in Brooklyn, New York, called the Lyrical Olympics. It's a competition-based event with $500 prizes in categories of poetry, hip-hop, and comedy. It also includes headlining performances, performers, workshop, language competitions, venue village, an area where various performance venues have booths and facilitated impromptu ciphers, and activity booths. Joshua has also co-written a critically acclaimed play entitled You Are Who You Eat that was produced by Green Earth Poets Theater in 2018. As an educator, Joshua has worked in the classroom as a trainer, and a mentor to other educators as a guest lecturer and as a workshop facilitator. He creates art infusion curricula that are implemented as standalone lessons or integrated in classrooms and common core objectives. He has been the artistic coordinator of the Kravis Center annual spring residency for over 10 years, being asked to retain the position even after moving to New York. 
He recently began publishing the math book series, I Am Mathematics, and has released the first three books. Ladies and gentlemen, it brings me so much honor to welcome to the Spoken Soul Session Studio, Mr. Joshua Sarah. Welcome, 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 my brother, man. So happy to have you here in the studio, my brother, man. What's going on, Josh, man? What's good, brother? Hey, bro, it's a blessing being here, man. And you did such a a great job with that poem, man. I wish it was your poem. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you, brother. You read that to me, man. That sounded great, bro. (laughs) Thank thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I try to do it justice, man. That poem is phenomenal, man. Like, I, I, I read that poem when I bought your book, man, some time ago, man. And it was that poem that stood out to me, man. It was, it was just mm. so genuine, you know, coming from a male's perspective to a woman to let her know really, you know, how, how we feel about the situation. And it wasn't really intentional and right. we're really sincere. So I really, I really love that poem, my brother. I really love right. that poem. I, th- I, I, I appreciate the fact that I did it justice for you, my brother, because it's definitely yeah. a powerful piece. So yeah, my brother, man, yeah, man, I'm so happy to have you here, my brother, man. I just did the interview with Tarishi, and you know what I'm saying? So you came up in the conversation and everything about the play, man. We're going to get into all that. This brother right here, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, man, this brother is a really sincere human being. Like, you can really feel his energy when you're Mm -hmm. around him. And it, it it, it makes all the sense in the world why he would come to New York City and be so popular and be so loved by the people because my mm-hmm. brother you really do have a unique aura about you man like when i first met you from the first time it felt like we were brothers from 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 the from the from the jump you know yeah. what i'm saying like we i went to your house we sat down we we you know what i'm saying we went over some stuff with the play and things of that nature man yeah. and you always came across as so genuine and as a brother, man, and you know how you feel that brotherly love with strangers. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? This is my first time meeting you, but your energy was so real, man, so sincere. And it just That's it love. just clicked, man, for real, my brother. So yeah, man. I wanna I wanna I wanna start off the interview. I ask all my all my uh guests the same question when they come on. The first question, because I like to hear okay. the different perspectives. Okay. And that question is Joshua Sarah, why poetry? Why spoken word? Mm. All right, so that's two different questions, and I'm gonna answer them just like that. Mm-hmm. You said, "Why poetry?" Um, in the fifth grade, we had a class assignment to write a limerick. We learned what a limerick was, and we read a couple of them, and then we had to write some. And I just thought the ones they, the examples they gave were funny, right? And I was like a little mischievous, fun, loving kind of guy when I was little. I like riddles and jokes. I like pranks and all kind of like mischief, man. Like I wasn't bad but i was definitely engaged in life (laughs) i was fully curious and lots of energy man and when i read some limericks it was like it was one of the things in english class that stuck out to me is oh that was kind of fun like that was a fun little thing we did Mm. and then i remember like in that class i think it was every friday we had these journals we had to write in and on friday we could write whatever we wanted and i remember that first friday after we learned limericks i wrote like a page full of limericks you know what i mean like Mm. i was just so impressed with the ability to write these little jokes, these little puns and these little Mm -hmm. funny things. And it was real short, you know, 
And so it was like an easy little fun thing to do. So that's when I actually got hooked on poetry. It was in the fifth grade writing limericks. <laughs> and I just kept doing it, you know. You know, you uh, get a crush on a little cute thing and start <laughs> trying to write some little whack-ass love poetry. <laughs> Girl, you are as beautiful as flowers. <laughs> you smell good as flowers. <laughs> Just real basics, man. But then when I was in, um, when I was 19 years old, I had my spiritual wake-up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God came down and tapped me on my shoulder. was like, hey, you remember I sent you here? I was like, oh, yeah. And so ever since I had that spiritual wake up reminder call, then I was trying to figure out how do I talk to my people about this? Because mm-hmm. especially I realized in that wake up time that, yo, they've been lying to me this whole lifetime. Mm-hmm. And if I had been more connected with spirit and the truth of things from young, I probably wouldn't have been so mischievous. I'd have been using all that energy to be powering up and learning how to, like, you know, read people's thoughts and, and see auras and things like that. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I would have been doing as a child instead of getting bored. And so basically that spiritual wake up and the desire to go have conversation with people, you know, about this to, to remind other people that we is full of God and God is love and, and it's everywhere. That's what made me start getting on stage with the poetry is to mm-hmm. actually try to share some of that stuff because I didn't have language at the time. Cause English to me is a really terrible language. It's why yes. it's full of holes <laughs> and contradictions and yes. lies. So to try to take all of this spiritual stuff that I learned, and just go talk to people, man, you're going to end up in a mental hospital or, you know, mm. people don't think you're crazy if you try to say some of that stuff. So I found poetry to be the best way to communicate some of these things that I had seen mentally, you know, some of these places I had visited in my spirit and trying to bring it back into American English was like womp womp. So mm. poetry was the only way I could even find to get close. And to be honest, bro, my first probably year of writing poetry at that time was trash. Garbage, <laughs> man. I couldn't understand myself half the time, bro. <laughs> I write a poem and come back a week later and read it and be like, what the hell was I talking about, man? So, yeah. So it took me a while to actually get to a place where people could understand what the hell I was talking mm. about. But um, the, the origin of me getting on stage, as well as to why I would still get on stage right now, is all about um, having spiritual conversations. Definitely. Because you always teach with your poetry. Your poetry that I know, every time I see you perform, is always a message. There's always some form of comedy. The way you play on words, the limericks, you tell. You can tell that. You know what I'm saying? You still apply that in, in your poetry today. Because you always come at it from a funny perspective, but then you make your reader and your audience look at the real perspective, which is a perfect segue to that play that you are yeah you are who you eat like the even the concept of that is genius the way you two guys put that together was genius because you are who you eat and the play on words when you first look at it you like what what that what you talk about you are who you eat it did when you get into the play you start to see the brilliance of it man so how did that play give us how did that play come about you know what i'm saying we heard Tarishi's point of view now we want to hear your point right. of view how did that how okay. did that, how y'all come together and bring that together my brother dig it i'm pretty sure that we got together to start writing that because we were asked to create something by green earth poets cafe um they wanted to launch some theater aspects and i think they were like putting out a call in general for people to you know submit some kind of um playwright uh a script and um me and tarisha got together 
And I think I came up with the name and then he pretty much came up with the storyline of it, you know? Mm. So, um, yeah, you know, like you said, the limericks, man, it, it got me into the wordplay and the puns and things like that. So I'm always doing wordplay, like j- just even in my greetings. I don't say good morning. I say God morning, you know, mm. just I, <laughs> I, I can't help but play with the words, man. And so, you know, I think about because I'm a holistic health consultant, I mm. think about what we eat you know, all the time and, and how that builds our body. But also know that it's not just what we eat through our mouth, that we digest through our eyes and we digest through our nose, we yes. digest through our ears and through our skin. So all five senses are digesting through these senses. And, you know, the way that, you know, like a bonsai tree, if you put a tree inside of a little bowl, it can only get so big. You know what mm. I mean? Like it's, it is affected by its environment. Like mm. the truth of it is embodied in that seed so everything that it can be is in that seed, but depending on the environment will determine how much of that gets to come out of the seed. Wow. You know, so you you are relative to your environment, you know, and that includes the people. So that title is basically saying, like, you know, it's provocative because people are gonna think about eating a woman out most likely when they mm-hmm. hear when they hear that, they're like, You are who you eat. They're like, What? That's grown folks. It is. It is grown folks. But you know, beyond just that idea, which is very true, because you sipping out of some woman's life essence, mm. you're going to probably take some of her essence into you. But mm. just on a general, if you're around people, they're affecting you. You know, you're consuming them through your ears, through their aura, through their visions, their smells, everything. And that affects you and creates who you are. So that was the idea of you are who you eat. And then um, Tarishi jumped in and started really scripting out the story. And then after he kind of gave it the skeleton, we went back and forth putting the flesh on it mm. until we got it all knocked out. I think I wrote most of the poetry in it and he wrote most of the um, scripting in it. Yes. Cause the poetry um, in that piece is, was, was phenomenal. It was one, it was one poem, one of the main poems of that play, man, that I memorized, you know what I'm saying? I memorized the whole, the whole joint, but by me memorizing it, it really made me think because all of mm. the points she was making in that particular poem, you know the poem I'm talking about. Uh, I know the one. You, yeah, it's you, the one with the fellas is all talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what was it? It was uh, we all did it together. All four of us, we did it in piecemeal. But you was leading it. You was leading it. Right. Uh man. If I can hit the book, the book's right here. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, man. Because <laughs> yeah, um. Oh man, it's stuck right at the tip of my brain too. That's funny. It's my own poem in my brain. It's like, nah. <laughs> uh, let me see. That was called. Uh, where you at? Because that book, yeah, that that, that hit piece. a whole lot of books. Yeah, false advertising. That's what that called. The For- packaging said that. Yeah, the packaging. <laughs> we said. kept saying the packaging said. Yeah, that's that's the piece, man. If you can read that for us for today, my brother. So you know what I'm saying. If you could read that for us, that would be great. I'm gonna set up the stage for you, man. But that's one of the pieces I need you to read because I need my audience to hear that piece, man. It's so educational. It, it got a nice flow to it. And it just teaches you, man. It teaches you. And I got to really understand that poem because I had to learn that poem. And by me learning that poem, I'm like, wow, man, you're you're really teaching. You're really teaching with your words, my brother. You are. So let me set up the stage. Let me set up the stage. Before matter of fact, I'm gonna let you get ready. I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play a a a commercial from one of the sponsors. I'm gonna play that. And then when we get back, we'll go right to my brother. All right. 
Hello, this is William S. Peters Sr., a.k.a. Just Bill from Interchild Press International. First, I must say we at Interchild Press are proud to support my brother Daniel Green, a.k.a. Poetic Black, and his prolific, embracing, and informative program, Spoken Soul Sessions. As a publisher and now sponsor of the work Poetic Black does, we at Interchild Press International offer to you his listeners, and all spoken word artists, writers, and poets, a 10% discount on all of our publishing packages and services. Please mention code SPOKENSOUL to take advantage of this offer while it lasts. You can contact us at intouch at innerchildpress.com, and we hope to see your words in print very soon. We are Interchild Press International, building bridges of cultural understanding. That's www.innerchildpress.com. Thank you. Coming to the stage, I want to give a warm, warm welcome to my brother and your brother, Mr. Joshua Sarah. So what I'm doing right now is looking up the version that we did in the play because the one in the book is a little different. Mm. So I'm pulling it up so they can hear the version that you heard. Yes. It's it's just taking a little minute because it's the internet. Take your time. We got got all day. (laughs) Let me see. Let me see. Is that it? Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wait. All right. I'm going to just read it from the book because this thing's starting to confuse me. <laughs> and we don't need no confusion. All right. So this joint is called False Advertising. The packaging said new and improved. It was bold and colorful, but more than my eye, The idea that I could be that guy who decided to do better just seemed fly. So I bought into borrowed wings and went looking for some sky, ready to fall in with a do or die. The packaging said, new and improved. And I guess I needed to trust, wanted it to mean us. Had to think there was a chance the rap songs were wrong. Believed you could balance a head wrap and a thong. Should have heeded the signs all along. The packaging said new and improved. It was supposed to be healthier for me. But how could it be when it was like all the other chicks in the hen house identically? Vitamin B don't fuss to make me better. It just nourishes me. The packaging said new and improved, but I should have recognized the acid flavor, the sour smell of insecurity, subtly scenting her side glances, my smile crackling from the crunch of her inconsistency. Soft deceptions, a hard swallow. It gives me this feeling in my gut, and I know something didn't go down well. The packaging said, new and improved, but I've used this creamy bitter before. It spreads over everything, quick and easy covering every crevice with calculated callousness, melts deep and saturates until the 
eyes are soggy, dripping with greasy sadness. Now I got cravings, ready for every juicy morsel that can help me forget I'm mortal. Let me be God in all their black portals. Pull into their pools of creation. Mix their mama waters in my belly and melt the names in the perspiration. Gorge on one after another until, I, until there are just numbers, like calories, consumed and burned. The package instead doing improve. But don't they all? I guess for the fakeness I fall. I feel deceived. How am I supposed to know the quality if my senses can't be believed? I look for the light in your eyes and get blocked by context. Try to smell the truth in your words and get peppermint tic tacs. Need to feel the shape of your destiny, but it's tight wrapped in stretch fabrics. Want to enjoy the harmonies in your skin tones, but the Mac mask ain't having it. Wig won't let me know the texture of your growth. Lotion trying to convince me it'll be a smooth road. Do you measure up to my level? The high heels say so. Do I smell fear on you? The perfume say no. So I don't really know what your ingredients are. The packaging said new and improved. But maybe I need to look for the natural version. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. That's it right there, my brother. That is it right there, man. That's yeah, it right there. That was a there, lot of fun man. to do as a group, man. Oh, man. That was that piece right there brings back so much memories, man. It brings back so much memories. But Bro. oh man, <laughs> layer by layer by layer. I love the way you make the similes, man. How you how you associate it with the food, man. And it's crazy mm-hmm. how we get caught up in that. You talk about, you know what I'm saying? The Mac Mass ain't having it. You know what I mean? It's like, I can't find the real you. Where where you at? You know what I'm saying? Right. You see this epidemic going on with this new BBL, the, the uh, Brazilian butt lift. And you Ugh. see all the harm that it's causing our sisters, man. These sisters out yeah. here going crazy, trying to get these, these crazy operations and procedures that's harming yeah. them, man. And it's crazy. But that poem right there, man, it speaks life. It speaks life to that. It speaks yeah. life to what what's going on, and we can really look at it and relate to it, my brother. Damn, man, that piece, yeah. that piece is fire, man. I was just having a conversation with a sister the other day about that kind of thing. Like, as a man, like she was she was bragging on me, like, "Yo, you always trying to say man got it so hard because women be wearing makeup and stuff." And I said, "No, nah, I think you're missing what I'm saying, sis. Mm. What I'm saying is, if my capacity to figure you out is based on my five senses." and you've literally given me a false reading for all of my five senses, then I literally can't figure you out. Mm. Not, not upon meeting you. So if I end up dating you, I'm not dating you. Exactly. I'm dating the character you create, you know, the two hours before you come out the door. And then, and I was saying to her, so if that's the case, if you catch me with your character, you can't be mad if I actually meet you and I don't like you because you mm. never introduced me to you. That's right. I don't know you. I know your character. I know what she smell like. I know how tall she is. I know her skin complexion and her eye color. I don't know yours, homie. Who is you? Mm, real rap. Yo, that's so true, man. That's so true. It's crazy, man, because you say that about the eye color. One time, right? This is this is crazy. Now, when I used to deal with Islam, you know what I mean? Like my first wife, my first wife, 
she had green eyes. So boom, mm. I, it never dawned on, it never ever dawned on me that these was contacts. It never dawned on me. So somebody was saying, yeah, he's like, yo, cause at this time we were, that was my ex-wife at the time, but somebody was telling me, yeah, she got contacts, she wear contacts. And I was like, no, she don't. It's like, yes, she do. I was like, do I was like, nah, that's her real eye color. It's like, no, it's not. I was like, you can't tell me I was married Bruh. to this woman. I'm telling Bruh. you. And I was as straight up, I didn't know. But like I did not know, man. And I'm like, when well, I asked her, and when I actually asked her, she didn't deny it. She just said, No, those are contacts. Uh, I was like, I was like, woo. wow, B. I just woo. took it for granted. I took it for granted that yeah. that was you. And it yeah. wasn't. And I'm like, wow, that's deep. Profound right. point, my brother. That's a profound point, man. And you know what? Let me just take it a half a step deeper so that some sisters don't get in their feelings thinking I'm being superficial. I'm really not. I'm a holistic health consultant, right? And so this is what I know. You can assess somebody's state of being from any part of their body because mm. our body is holographic. You know, the DNA is holographic. So one piece of DNA has the, the message for the whole body, right? The recipe for the whole body. So you can use any part of the body to figure out what's going on in the whole body. Mm. So if for example, makeup is the easiest thing that you can really look at. Um, the face will show you what's going on in the side of the body based on if you're having splotches, acne, where the acne shows up, how intense it is. All of that tells you what's going on inside of somebody's body. So it'll let you know if they're depressed, if they're stressed, if they're not eating properly, all of that stuff. You can just look at the texture of somebody's skin and start to assess these things, which is our natural technology. The same way animals, like, you know, they go through a mating ritual and they check each other out and they make sure that you are the person I want to mate with so that my children will have these characteristics, right? Mm. Um, and so we used to have a thing called family planning in our cultures where um, they they call it uh, planned marriages or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, arranged marriages. Arranged That's what they call marriages, it. Yeah. Arranged marriages. But really, it was scientific bonding. It, it, it's not like the idea of, oh, like the Europeans be like, I want my son to marry your daughter so our nations can come together it was more scientific than that it was like which one of these chemicals like you in a chemistry lab and you're trying to find which one of these chemicals will explode we don't want to marry them together you know what i mean mm, we don't want to put like you know if you put baking soda and vinegar together it makes that like volcano explosion exactly. and everybody does science. Mm -hmm. so you don't want to marry those two people together so if some one person is vinegar and one person is is baking soda but they cute and they like each other and they've been in the same class for 10 years they might think they should get together but the elders, the science says, nah, nah, y'all going to explode if y'all get together, right? Mm, exactly. That used to be science in our culture. But now, since we don't even have our elders around in our community councils like that, the least I should be able to do is look at your skin, look at your eyes, smell you, right? And then my body will be able to figure out, are you for me or not? But if mm. you got on perfume all the time, I can never smell your pheromones. I can't smell mm. your chemistry, your hormones. I can't smell if you're afraid, which is a line in that poem. It says, you know, is that fear I smell on you? The mm -hmm. perfume say no. Mm. But like fear stinks, man. And it, like, I know I can't be with a woman that's super insecure because I'm always on stage and women are always trying to talk to me. Were they trying to get with me or not? If a sister's insecure, I need to know that. I need to smell that fear on her from the gate so we don't accidentally get together. Exactly. But if she always in perfume, I can't smell it. If she always got her um, complexion covered up, I can't see that she's anxiety, that she's anxious and always eating for her anxiety like I can't see none of this because it's covered you know mm. so my ability to actually pick the proper vibration this ain't just on some superficial girl I thought you was cuter than you are it's like no I have 
five vibrational sensors that are made to make sure I pick the right kind of person for my vibration. And if you bypass all of my reality by giving me this fake person, that's on you. Not on me. If I find out you're a real person, I don't like that person. Like, don't trick me. Don't trick me into a relationship with you. Don't do it. That's real rap. That's real. Because once you get with them and you see the real them, you may not like that person. And now uh, you, you can't fault me for walking away because you showed me something, you know, you showed me something that wasn't you. That's crazy profound, my brother, man, to even look at it like that. Because I did I did a podcast recently and we was talking about, you know, why is it in the community you have so many baby mamas, baby daddies, and there's always drama in between them. And in the podcast, I was talking about, like, we can get a lot done together than we can get done apart. But when, like you said in in the theory that you just said about you know being able to smell someone, be able to to match up, to see get get a a sense of who they that they are in order to pursue, in order to continue to pursue, then it's lost. So you see a lot of the brothers and the sisters out here, and you see them always fighting, always oh I can't stand this ah nah yo you ain't shit ah, all this crazy nonsense. You yeah. see that goes on with our people, with each other. And this is the reason why we, like you said, we don't have those elders. We don't have those elders or you have the, the youth. So, so like trying to speed demons, just going so fast. You're not even sitting back to look and just analyze because everything you just said is culture. It's culture. Mm-hmm. That's how we get our culture. We observe. Right. You observe the environment and then you make the adjustments. You're looking at, oh, this works together. That works together. So, all right, we're going to put these two together. So, but that's wisdom, though. And a lot right. of us, we lack that wisdom, man. That's why that's so profound. It's even, even look at it from that perspective. It's just crazy. When you look at the animal world and you see how apes do that, you see how yep. animals, they, they sniff each other. They, they get around each other to fill right. that filling out process. And I never even that's thought true. about it on that level, but like, wow, man profound man speechless bro speechless man now let me ask you man because i i actually participated in the lyrical olympics now tell us walk (laughs) us through walk us through how did you come up with this concept like how did you put it together because this is a big event if you from brooklyn you know that this is a big event this is a big event and my brother you the one you're the curator creator of this of this event like walk us through like how did you how did you put this together my brother i've been hosting and promoting and producing events since college really that was the first time i ever hosted a thing was um some of my bros in the band were doing like a jazz night and they asked if i would host it i think maybe we had a couple poets so i didn't do a lot but i hosted you know it was the first time i could not understand why they wanted me to do it i was such a like stage fright kind of person mm. i hated the idea of being in the spotlight bro but you know it was my bros so i was like man i got you we can do this mm. and um then when i came down to florida and was you know doing my poetry thing i i just i hosted a lot of stuff over the years and produced some events and I just kept looking for ways to bring community together. Like every mm. event I've ever created is to create a community fostering space, you know, so that people mm. will come in and leave knowing somebody else, you know, will build with somebody, will feel connected to somebody. And so when I was thinking about all the different venues that I've been in, um, you know, I, I spent like 13 years here in Florida. Then I came to New York, was up there about eight years. And just I've looked at venues that clash a lot. 
not like they got beef, but just like energetically it clashes for one reason or another, which mm. then may turn into beef. You know, sometimes stuff might be on the same night or somebody might feel like they you stole an idea or whatever, man. You know, you get more people showing up, people giving it more attention and, you know, egos all over the place. So I was trying to figure out ways to bring the, the artistic community together as well as put money and resources into the artist's hands. Because mm. I know way too many creative people who just don't have the resources to bring their creativity into fruition. Um, they don't have the access to it that they need. So I was like, man, I'm going to give some access. I'm going to give some resources. I'm going to mm. see what I can do. And I found that the competition brings people out. You know, we like to see a good battle, man. Indeed. And, uh, you know, I was in the slam poetry world for a little while, but I really don't like the culture of the slam poetry world um, because it, it leans heavier on ego than on um, community, you know, mm. and fellowship. And I, I ain't really want I ain't, I'm not one for the ego traps. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to be in the spotlight or take somebody's spotlight or give somebody a spotlight. I feel like we should all just be sitting in the sunshine together. You know, mm. that's enough spotlight for everybody. So I created this joint basically in a nutshell, for those who don't know what it is, uh, the Lyrical Olympics is a competition-based festival, a uh, competition language festival. So it's got three categories of hip-hop, poetry, and comedy for the actual like stage competitions. But it's also got like word games and just random stuff going on throughout the day. We had a uh, what we call the Lyrical Village, which was comprised of venues throughout the city. So, the you know, whoever's got an open mic over here, a show over here, you know, a poetry venue, a comedy show. That was the Lyrical Village, all the different venues from all around the city coming together to create like a communal space. And, you know, having ciphers over there, just freestyling, whatever. And, you know, just building a community. We had the library out there. You know, it was just bringing all of the different resources for language, for lyricists, for um, writers, you know, mm. com- comedians, rappers, all of that. Wanted to make sure that, one, we could get some money in our pockets to get in the studio or whatever we needed to do. You know, That's pay right. some bills, you know. Whatever we need to do, get some MTA cards, man. We got to get around to the events. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, it was $500 in each category. We brought, like, um, headliners down, you know. And really, the, the final element was to, like, elevate the game. And so if you made it to the final stage, because you had to go through the preliminaries. Yes. There were preliminaries at the different venues before the actual festival. So in the months leading up, you know, we went to all the different venues and they would host a, you know, one of the preliminaries, whether that be for comedy or hip hop, poetry, whatever. And you had to win in those joints in order to make it to the final stage. And then on the final stage, <laughs> there were three rounds, but it was all like very different prompts. You know, it wasn't yes, just like if you're a poet, you got to do three poems. Mm-hmm. If you're a rapper, you do three raps. Yep. Comedian, three jokes. No. That's Every right. round was different. You yes. know, it was like it was it was like the Olympics. Like, yes, it was. That's what caught me up. That stumbled me because we y'all, y'all did the different categories out because I was expecting to come through, spit three poems. I got three hot joints I'm gonna spit. But y'all, but y'all flipped the script. I was like, oh, you gotta do a haiku. Oh, snap. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. And I was like, wow, B. So it really really yeah. makes you work and if you get that because I, I came in second place i'm definitely coming back to the lyrical yeah, olympics yeah. to avenge <laughs> myself i'm gonna be prepared this time but yeah man yo that joint was Word. dope man it, it definitely pushes you to that next level man it pushes you yeah. to that next level and you definitely get what you're trying 
to do, man. I really get it, man. And and it's dope because you do have to go to the different events leading up to the event and you're going to have to win. You have to right. win in order to even be in there. So right. you got to qualify. So the whole concept about it is dope. And ladies and gentlemen, believe me when I tell you that this is a festive event. Like mm. I didn't, I didn't know it was going to be that big. Like when you told me about it, cause I got in at the end, but when you told me about right. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to this joint. I thought it was going to be a little small joint. Man, yeah. that joint was spread out, man. That joint was spread out. We outside, and that joint was live, man. DJ pumping. You had all yeah. the different vendors, man. You had so many different workshops going on. I think oh. I attended like three workshops that day, man. Like, wow, wow. Joint, informative stuff, man. The vibes was definitely on point, my brother, man. That joint is dope, man. So, yeah, so you said, you said that you put all this together, but how long did it take to actually make it come into fruition because i know the mm. ideas was just you was gathering these ideas from right. the years but how long did it take to actually put it mm. physically what was the first year it came on um, the lyrical olympics um shoot man what year is this this is 20 when did i leave new york 2020 so it started in 2017 2017 2018 yeah 2017 was the first year we did it mm. um so we started the planning in 2016 for the first one. So, I mean, I, you know, I had been building up the concept for a few years. Mm. So once it was time to, hit, you know, hit the button, then it was just a matter of orchestrating the details, you know, because I've been working on it since I was in Florida. So once I was in New York, it's just a matter of, all right, where are we going to do it? How are we going to do it? You know, da, 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 da. But, I mean, it's a step-by-step, step, but I think we started maybe in the winter, like December, maybe of 2016 and then we dropped it in the summer of 2017 so mm. around eight months from the time like when we had our first meeting to launch day it was about eight months we pulled it off man so wow man yeah but i mean it's just a matter of you focus you know it's whatever you decide you're gonna do you're just gonna keep going until it's done so that's right that's yeah. right and i noticed man with your with, with a lot of your open mics because i've attended a, a few of your open mics and your, your events there's a lot of crowd participation. When you Thanks. come to your when you come to your events, you're not gonna be hanging or be a fly on the wall and not participating. Not in not in Joshua's events. Nah, bro. If you a shy it's person, a vibe. yeah, you you would not be shy no more, man. And I love that vibe, man. I love that vibe, man, because you Word. get to know people and really can open up with people. Because I say all the time, why do I have to be afraid of you, or why are you afraid of me? I look just like you. Yeah. You look like me. We going through the same shit. So why do we got to be afraid of each other? And oftentimes with our people, we see each other in passing and we feel that we got to have a, we got to have a macho or mm. I got a mean mug, this brother. It ain't right. no love. It ain't no, yo, how you doing, my brother? I hope your day is beautiful. And like, you know what I'm saying? Stay up, King. It, it's not that type of vibe when we walking around each other and we're, and we're interacting with each other. Yeah. And those spaces that provide that is always a blessing for me, man. I always yeah. enjoy that because I'm a big guy, you know what I'm saying? So I always get, oh, he's intimidating. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. a lot of people, when they see me off rip and I'm about to hit the mic, the shit that I'm about to say, they don't see it coming. You know what I'm saying? They don't see right. it coming. They're right. like, yo, he just said some prolific that because I'm a big guy. So people, they form their own opinions. So right. you see a big guy over there, oh, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say nothing to big man. Big man might flip. But I'm not going to flip. You know what I'm saying? We the same. We the same, my brother. You know what I mean? I yeah. want to see my brother in the street. And I want to be able to like, yo, 
I hope your your day is going well, bro. And I hope, you know what I'm saying, whatever you're trying to get, whatever you're trying to aim for, I hope you achieve it. We got to speak those positive affirmations to True. one another. And I noticed that in your events, you always make an effort to get people together and communicate with each other. Get people in games that that will force them to interact with each other, to break the ice. And I think that's genius, man. I think your approach to your teaching is is absolutely brilliant, man. Because I see what you're doing. And you never take the approach of that staunch uh, you know that you know that person, that woke person. You know the woke woke person. You know what I'm saying? Woke. Yeah, super woke, the wokest. You know what I'm they saying? Yeah, exactly. Never fall asleep. No doze all day. Never go to all sleep. You know so the super woke brothers, and you get that vibe of inferiority, and you get that vibe of like, yo, I'm, I I can't even talk to this brother. But you right. never give that vibe off. You always give that vibe of yo, common ground. Yo, we we the right. same, my brother, and we right. in this together. And that's a beautiful thing, bro. And I, yeah. I always enjoy that about all of your events, man, because your events, they're consistent like that. Everyone I've been to has always been some type of community games that get people loosened up. And then before you know it, everybody yeah. is chilling. Yo, oh, man, you over here? Yeah, yo, yeah, work. I done met so many people at your events that I still know today that we keep in contact with today. Word. And that's, that's, that, that's beautiful, man. Yeah, that's you important know? to me, man. That's like I just won a Grammy. Every time somebody say something like that to me, I'm like, I wish I had something to put on my on my wall. Every time somebody say that, man, because that's what it's for, bro. That's what it's for, brother. That's what oh, it's for. Man. So, I'm my thankful. brother, man, I need you to I need you to spit another piece for us, man. I, I know you're a busy, brother, but I know you got another piece, man. I'll wait. If you if you I don't know if you got that piece. You got this one piece about your locks. I don't know I if you got. Do. I don't know if you. I don't know if you can do that piece. I haven't done that in a while. I tell you what, that's on YouTube though. They can go look at it. All right, definitely <laughs> go check my brother out. What's your YouTube? What's your on page? Your YouTube page? Um, you know what? It's on my brother Dwayne Ferguson's page because he's the one who recorded it. Um, Baba Soul Entertainment. Baba I think it's the name of his YouTube page. But you can find me. Just type in Joshua Sara. J A S H U A, and then S A hyphen R A. Be careful, man. Because Google likes to autocorrect my name to some trash. And so make sure that they <laughs> actually looking up the J-A-S-H, not the J-O. And, you know, they are, yeah, they are twisting definitely. all up. Definitely. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But yeah, man, go check that out. But that piece right there is profound. But go ahead, man. I'm going I'm to set the stage for you again and all let right. you get into this next piece. Coming back to the stage, I'm going to give a warm welcome to my brother and your brother, Mr. Joshua Sarah. So let me ask you a question. I've got, I got a joint that I just wrote like a day or two ago, but it's to a beat. Okay. Is it okay if I play the beat in the background? Of course, my brother. Of course, man. Let's get it. All right. So let me pull up this beat and we're going to have a little fun. It's just one verse, but it's fun, man. I like it a lot. Yeah, let's get it. All right, let's see if we can go with this. I wrote it to the um, the Jay-Z joint, uh, Story of OJ. All right. I felt like that was a grown man beat. You know what I mean? Like, yo, <laughs> we should do something with that. And then a friend asked me to jump on a track just the other day. So this is what I wrote to that. Here go the music. Oh, all right. Go for it. Go for it. Now my phone want to freeze up. <laughs> 
Hold on. That's why I had to switch earlier because we were on, um, I was on my phone earlier and then it just froze up out of oh, nowhere froze, and then I switched over to my laptop. Mm. So we just going to do this. And uh, while I'm setting it up, this is what I'd be warming up with. Mm-hmm. I caught the miracle cheating. Now I'm kissing the sky. I caught the flick out so quick. I said, by the people who could fly, they got the remedy. Your brother like me is not trying to die. Leaving the plantation, Africans don't cry. We migrated north. Now we're moving back south. Some people love their mess. I be running down the house. Get that bitch in the head when she down in the mouth. When we find a new snitch, kill them dead. So watch your mouth. Head and not cops. We hard stop. Make them drop. Can't count on them crackers to come and clean up your block. Some people prefer them up. Some be reaching for a Glock. And I put in my time. You can't be cheating on the clock. It's not an option to stand by watching. No matter when we clocking, we ready rocking. All right. That's the warm up. I got to beat up. Here we go. Let's get it. Black hole origin, triple dark. Whole gang banging drum circles in the park. Blood filled with the rhythm when the terror grew up in the astral projects. That might scare you. Dodging the curses and hearses through multiverses. Put money on my freestyle verses, your rehearses. Holy Ghost writer goes brighter than any any y'all balance a challenge that's just a gift to me let me get that i'm gonna get back when i get back oh, the, oh, the kick back got a queen with a real mingling when she ain't that thing told her to sit back hey that's why we practice tai chi at the beach it ain't a spot on the planet out of my reach teleport to any position with pineal precision pop up in a past life and rearrange a decision the engine life before beginning it was written nine lives and everyone we win it that was it man Fire. Fire. Fire, man. Appreciate it, my brother. Fire, man. Fire, man. That OJ, that that piece, Jay was walking on that piece right there, too. Yeah, yeah. He was walking on that piece. That joint, fire, man. Yeah, Yeah, man. Man, your poetry, man, you on a different level, bro. You on a you on a real different level with your hey. with your with your words, man. Like I always talk about the power of the spoken word, and people don't mm-hmm. realize how powerful words are. People say all the time, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's bullshit, man. Because words have the power to affect having a lasting effect on you that can mentally scar you with words, man. So your words are very powerful. You can manifest with your words. And I always tell my brothers and sisters, man, be careful of what you speak into existence because it's energy. You know what I mean? And I love the fact that you take your words and you use it to teach. You know what I'm saying? It's very entertaining, but at the same time, you're teaching us out here, man. You know what I mean? You're, you're giving back to the community. And, you know, a lot of, like, I, I've I've interviewed I mean, a, a few famous, you know, spoken word artists, man. And I definitely want to give you your flowers while you're here, man. That, brother, we really appreciate what you contribute to this art form that we love so much. You know what I mean? Like, we really do appreciate your contribution. And for you not to even be from New York, it's crazy, man. It's crazy that the fact you're not even from New York and you you came to New York, Brooklyn out of all places, and became a legend, man. Became a legend, man. Like real rap, man. Your name when 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 they speak about you, even like I it's so many different artists that I come in contact with, 
Like one sister I was talking to, I was doing a Zoom, and she was like, yeah, I'll I be following poets like Joshua Sarah. And I'm like, I know Josh. What the, yeah, I know Josh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, man, your outreach, man, is phenomenal, man. Like you really got a, a huge following and people are listening to what you're saying. So my brother, please don't stop. Keep delivering these these magnificent books you know what i'm saying teaching us letting us know these things man and like i want to get into your series your mathematics series the way you do the the math how you add your equations but you take it from actual things that's happening in life and you're making these equations and you're giving people like more so instructions on you know how to improve but tell us a little bit about that how you did yeah. this math series Okay. Yeah, the math series, man. I call it I Am My Optics because, hmm. you know, I'm presenting the math as a life lesson, like you said, bro. Um, and I'm coming from the concept of ma'at, which is the, the ancient idea of balance, you know, like universal order, not just, you know, balance between white and black or good and evil, but like the universal order of how do trees put out the oxygen that I need and I put out the carbon they need, that kind of balance, you know, hmm. like the, the water cycles, the the cycles of the earth, the cycles of the galaxy, all of that is math, man. And it's all specific math behind it. And so when I saw that, you know, from the micro to the macro level of the universe, everything has math behind it. Everything has a mathematical reason. There are patterns everywhere you look, you know? And so I was like, oh man, it would be a much better language than English. Like I was saying with the whole trying to do poetry in order to communicate certain spiritual truths. Um, you know, I wanted to get more and more concrete and more detailed about these spiritual truths. So, you know, it's not just something that sounds good, but there's real science behind it. So, mm. you know, I look at things as spiritual technology. That, you know, that's the language I use about this. And so in order that people understand spiritual technology, it's not just a feel good placebo mind trick. Like I show the math behind everything I say. You know what I mean? So mm. if I'm going to tell you something is, is useful or helpful or it is what it is. I have a math equation behind it. I can show you some math. And I know everything in life can be turned into an equation. You know, if you look at relationships, there should be an equal sign between you and your partner, you know? Mm. And that doesn't mean you should be the same thing like nine equals nine. It should be more like 10 plus four equals seven plus seven. Like y'all are different people, but y'all equal wow, the same thing. that's deep. You know I mean? That's deep. Like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's how you find who you're looking at. And I mean, even in terms of your relationship should have a goal, right? It's a ship. So where the hell is it taking you, right? Mm. So it's a relationship. So it's taking you to a relation. And so math is all relations. It's ratios, relations, proportions. It's all relations. So if you say to yourself, well, I want to have a relationship that's like a nine. And I know I was born a four. Then easy. You go find you a five person. You you avoid the fours, the threes, the twos, the ones, the six, seven, eight. You avoid everybody except a five. And mm. if you understand that kind of communication, then dating becomes really easy. It becomes really easy to find people you're not going to connect well with because you have a reason. Mm. It's like if you if you are trying to get to the Bronx, you can't get on the A train. It's not going to take you there. So mm. you know if I'm trying to get to the Bronx, I'm not getting on the A train unless I know I'm going to transfer somewhere else. You know what I mean? Indeed. So, But if I don't have any goal, it, then I can get on any train. It doesn't matter. But if I definitely have a place I want to get to, then that's going to determine which train, which bus, which Uber, you know, then it that's gives me right. parameters. Mm. So I'm saying like, if y'all understood that your relationship should have a number goal in it, like I want to be this thing, 
Then you go looking for the partner that will balance you off, knowing what you are, you know what they are. So I'm looking at all of this stuff, man, and how to help us just figure out a lot of the social stuff. They be running all this game on us with propaganda and media um, because they know they've studied us. They've studied our emotions and colors and sounds, so how to influence. But if you know the math, then they can't nobody run game on you. Like if you know math and I come up to you with a one dollar bill and be like, hey, bro, this is one hundred dollars. Go buy you some new shoes. You're going to look at me like I'm stupid. That's right. You think like I think you're stupid. You know what I mean? But you're going to know something ain't right. But if you don't know no math and I bring you that dollar bill and tell you it's a hundred, then you go to the store and try to spend it on some shoes. You're going to look stupid. That's right. Not me. You see what I'm saying? So I'm just like, if you know the math behind things, you're good. So I started to write an adult's book and I realized it'd be better to start with the children's book. Mm. Start it from the ground up so you can understand all the concepts one after the other and build on that. You know, for the future of us, man, because the same way they didn't want us to be able to read when they had us enslaved as prisoners of war, on the plantations, they didn't want us to read because then that would give us the information to find out that they've been lying and to improve our stance in life, right? To, to come out and read what they've been writing about freedom and truth and liberty and all of that and be like, yo, yo, this is what y'all been saying? This is what y'all been writing? Look how you've been treating me? Like we can see through the lies, we can figure some things out for ourselves. Definitely. Math is even more crucial than reading when it comes to like figuring out the world around you. Yep. you know I mean, I would much rather not be able to read somebody's name then not be able to count the money they gave me, you know what I mean, that's for the right. business I did. Or not be able to use the mathematics to build a house that's not going to fall on me. Mm. Or not be able to use the math that's going to know when the raining season is coming, so I know when to plant my crops and harvest. How to build a canal, how to make lights, like all of this is math, you know what I mean? Like how to make clothing is math. That's right. Just on a basic level, braiding our hair, that's math. Cooking, cooking, food, cooking. yep, you know, yep. All math. All math. We talking acid and alkaline, weight, you know, all of these things are numbers on numbers on numbers. Blood pressure is numbers, temperature numbers, acid and alkaline is all numbers. And if you don't understand the numbers, then you don't understand the the system, you know? Mm. So I was like, we need to get this math from the bottom up again in a right brain and left brain way. Not just the left brain way that makes us consumers and counters all the time, but like the right and left brain makes you able to use math to be creative, to figure out problems that you've never seen before, but you know how to figure out problems. You know how to use math to solve. Not just, I can only answer something I've seen before, but I can answer something I've never seen before because I know how to solve a problem. That's a crucial skill, man. Indeed. Indeed. That's 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 a life lesson. That's right. That's the life lesson is going to carry you. They say that you can teach a man how to fish or you can feed him. You feed right. him for the day, you know what I'm saying? He hungry again tomorrow. But you teach yeah. him how to fish, you gave him a life lesson that he right. can utilize forever. And and definitely, my brother, that's so profound. Now, those books, you got part one, two, and three available now. Yes, uh, sir. Where can, we, where can we purchase that at? Amazon? And JoshuaSawrod.com. Yep. JoshuaSawrod.com. I suggest if y'all international, get it through Amazon because the shipping costs, if you get it from me, it's going to hurt everybody's feelings. I ain't mm. going to pay that much and charge you that much. You ain't going to spend that much. So if you out of the United States, I suggest you go to Amazon because, you know, I got it international on Amazon. But if you're in the U.S., JoshuaSawrod.com. Got you. Get, get signed copies and all that. You know oh, I mean? definitely. How much now? How much are uh, each of the copies? How, mu- how much do they uh, run through? So the first book that I did, it go um $19.99, Oh, not bad. Not bad at all. I'm gonna get my brother, I'm getting all three of those books. I'm getting all three. I wanna I wanna yeah. go through each book. 
because you really do have something to offer my brother and and you can just feel it you can you can sense it in your presence but when you hear you speak and you hear your poetry you see it you know what i'm saying you see the material you see the manifestation of what your words are and that's always refreshing right. to see you know what i mean that that live it that walk it like you talk it man walk it like you talk it and that and really man I, i'm gonna get all three of those books and i definitely want to go through that and how you make those equations man because a lot of the times we miss the point and we don't look at things from that perspective because sometimes we we get so caught up with with everyday life that we only looking straight ahead sometimes yeah. you gotta look at your peripheral sometimes you gotta go outside of the line and look from the other angle and see everybody yeah. going by so right. like definitely man yo the book yo the book because I, I could tell you I, I purchased your book if i could sing i would sing a song for the black woman Love my brother time. man this work right here was like this work right here it redefined the way i approach some of my poetry man mm. because like really looking at some of the concepts that you touched on in that book you were like wow man these are conversations that need to be had between male and female black woman black man i mean these conversations need to be held and black women need to read these books to see really a man putting it into words how we all feel that we, we all can't articulate it that way we yeah. all can't put it into words like that. So you definitely doing the brothers a service by by being able to just articulate it where people can read and, and our sisters can really feel that sentiment that you're trying to, to drive through, man. You're trying to drive home. My brother, I really appreciate you, man. Yeah. I know you're busy, man. I already went over the time. I wish I could have you for another <laughs> another hour, man. But no, man, I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you go. But my brother, like tell the people where they can find you, where they can go follow you at, man, and where they they can purchase all of your works, man, because you have a ton of work out there. Word, word. Well, first, bro, I want to, you know, thank you, man. I appreciate you, first of all, having this platform because everybody talk about doing something, but everybody don't be about doing something. So I appreciate you putting in the efforts and having this platform for us thank to you, come and bro. connect, man. So, yeah, and it's a real honor to be on here. I really have appreciated working with you over the years, man, especially when we was in the, uh, the show together, man. Yeah, man. It was a lot of fun, man. You know, yeah, I really definitely, appreciate, man. appreciate you a lot, bro. You definitely show up but yeah y'all can find me um on any of the social media sites it's earthiopian um i'm on twitter instagram linkedin and facebook uh, i'm on clubhouse too i don't do it a lot but i'm in there so if y'all want to find me find me on there i'm on joshuasarod.com it's the website um you can sign up for the newsletter on there so you can stay up on what i'm doing um yeah and if you're interested i do tutoring you know so if you want your children or yourself to get into some math studies i do um, private lessons i do math workshops like i've got certain modules that i teach like sacred geometry or number sense things like that mm. or you can just hire me for private tutoring you know if you got something specific you want to learn about or if your child got some homework they need help with that's what i'm doing mostly with my time right now is helping people reorient themselves with the math and learn it fresh and brand new like our ancestors used to do it mm. um so yeah, those are um, joshuasarod.com and Instagram are the places you'll find me the most. Um, and also you can do joshuasarod at Gmail. If y'all want to email me, get some more information about the books or about the workshops, websites, any of that kind of stuff. Hollereth. Definitely, definitely, man. Go out and check my brother out, man. You can go check his videos out on YouTube. Uh, you do have a SoundCloud account too, don't you? I 
think so. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, but man, go check my brother out, man. This brother right yeah. here is profound, yeah. man, and he's putting it down for the brothers, man. And you really represent us well with this art of the spoken word that we love so much, my brother. Once yeah. again, I want to thank you for coming through, man. I definitely got to have you back on the show, man, when I do a yeah. panel, a panel show, because I want to bring certain guests back and do an open discussion about mm. certain issues that's plaguing our community, man. I think you yeah. would definitely bring a lot to that conversation, man. So I'd definitely love to have you back, my brother, when time permits us, man. Yeah, so uh, definitely, my brother, thank you so much, man, for coming through, man, showing love, man, and blessing the studio, man. It, it, it was a must that I had to have you on, my brother, man. So thank you, man. Thank you, man. And y'all go check my brother out. And I want to I wanna remind the audience, if you're trying to get on the show, Email me at spoken soul sessions at gmail.com. Whereas you can send me your links, send me some of your published work, whatever, where I can see what you're doing and I can make it so we can get you on this platform. This is a platform that I created for the spoken word artists to pay homage, to show reverence, you know, and to give us something that we can reach more and more people with. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I want to urge you always to speak your soul. Love yourself because I love you and I hope you love me too. Thanks.